Hello again. It is WISPIT. WISPIT abbreviated stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. Again, it is always my pleasure to come to my listening audience who have been supportive. And again, I thank you. One of the philosophies of WISPIT, as you know by now, is to uplift and edify my audience with a wide range of topics that hopefully add insight and relatability to everyday life. So today, I have invited a very special guest who will be speaking to you on the importance of overall physical health and fitness, which ultimately affects mental health. Without health, there is no wealth. And as usual, I try to dive right into the heart of every matter. Some of the discussions may not feel comfortable at first, but it is what is needed. Change never feels comfortable initially, but anything that is worthwhile will take effort and growth. One of the philosophies of my guest today is that change takes courage. Many start out on the journey of great health and physical exercise with the ultimate goal of attaining that perfect body or simply just losing weight. However, so many are left on the side of the road of life like a carcass in the sun. So many have lost the motivation and without the motivation, there is no continuity to stay the course. So the key is to have a focus in mind that is reasonable and attainable without excuses or comparison to someone else's goal. The goal of one person may be different than the goal of another. So my guest today will discuss breaking generational curses regarding health and fitness. For example, if Sunday dinner for you encompassed all of grandma's favorites at the table, at the same time, fried chicken, rice, mashed potatoes, greens, sweet potato pie, cornbread and pinto beans, this is your generational curse. And I am not saying that these foods are bad. They are just bad in this combination together. You want to look like Tina Turner? Well, this meal will prepare you for the worldwide wrestling match and you might just win. I think you get the point. So without further ado, I bring you Miss Beverly Johnson of Genesis Fitness to take us all on a journey of health for mind, body, and soul, along with a few recipes that will jumpstart us into our absolute best life. Well, hello, Miss Beverly. It is an absolute pleasure to have you with us today. Would you mind giving us a little introduction of yourself for our audience? Well, thank you for having me. My name is Beverly Johnson, owner of Genesis Fitness, and I'm located here in Huntsville, Alabama. Well, we thank you, thank you, and thank you. So today, I would like to actually start out with a question in regards to what is your personal story and how did you come to create Genesis Fitness? Well, I will say my story is like a lot of women who get to a season in life where things get turned upside down. 
2013, I was going through a divorce. And over the course of a divorce, I found myself in a space of feeling numb, feeling lost, and not sure of what step to take. And as a result of that, I created my own program. I tell everyone I was my first client. And I did these steps of healing uh, my emotions, my mental wellness, and then eventually I was able to tackle my physical wellness. So I learned early on that your wellness and your fitness involves your mindset as well as your emotions. That's an excellent point. So where did you get your motivation? Was it a person who motivated you? Was it just life's experiences? Was it just the frustration of life? Was it going through the divorce? Um, what was it that just ultimately motivated you or catapulted you to just make that great move in regards to Genesis Fitness? My motivation was, of all things, a sinus infection. Really? It was a day in, it was like June of summer 2015. And I was feeling well. And I called my doctor and I got an appointment. And, you know, normally when you go to the doctor and they put you on the scale and they slide the little thingy back and forth. <laughs> well, as um, the assistant was sliding, she didn't move it back. <laughs> it went down to the very end. And I'm sitting there thinking, I know good and well she's getting ready to slide that thing back. And she never did. And so the whole time I'm sitting there, the doctor's telling me I have a sinus infection. She's showering me with praise and adulations. And I'm sitting there thinking, she didn't slide that thing back. <laughs> wow. I got, I was like, I was at the end of the scale thing. <laughs> I've never been at the end of the scale thing. Mm -hmm. And I just heard sinus infection and a body. Take it when you get home. And the whole time I'm thinking, no, this is not how my story is going to go. Because that was my moment to realize that I was no longer an active participant in my life. Wow. I was allowing the circumstances around me to dictate what my life was going to look like. And at that moment, I told myself while I was sitting there getting my antibiotic that you were created for more and you will wake up from this haze that you've been in and show up for yourself. Wow. Now that's powerful. And you know, the interesting thing I can truly say, even as a physician, is that the one instrument in my office that every patient looks at as the enemy, but keep in mind now, this instrument never moves from the office in this position, and that's the scale. Because one thing about a scale, it doesn't lie. And so people will say, but you know, when I left the house, I know I weighed 150 pounds. How is it that your scale weighs 154 pounds? And I said, well, you know, most people weigh when they first come out of the shower or they try to have on as little as possible. So I said, you know, clothes do contribute. But the reality of it is, is that we individually contribute to where we are. Would you agree or disagree? Yes. And that was for me, that moment of realizing that I had been in denial. 
because I had noticed the changes in how my clothes were fitting. I noticed the way in how my face was starting to look. So the changes were there, but I chose not to see what was happening because I wasn't ready to make that change. Wow. And you know, these days I hear this term and I'm sure you probably can explain it to me a little bit better, uh, you know, in your generation, um, because as I stated, I'm a baby boomer. So Miss Beverly is younger than I am. Um, but a very, very wonderful lady, mature mentally, just in all aspects, but this term that they use now and correct me if I'm saying it wrong is called body shaming. Would you tell our audience or tell some of us that may not be as familiar with this term, what is body shaming? Well, I will give you the Beverly definition. Okay. Body shaming to me means we will hold up a certain physical type. We will hold up a certain um, movie star mm -hmm. and say that unless you are a Halle Berry, per se, mm -hmm. or a Jada Pinkett Smith, unless you are size zero, then you are not, as society wants to tell you, appropriate. Okay. And a lot of times you've seen it growing up where you've had older family members try to put younger children, especially our girls, on diets. Or you walk in and you get greeted by the older family member go, oh, you've gotten fat. Because <laughs> then we assume that if I shame you enough, then that will spur you to action. But, oh, the, truth, okay. but the truth is, is that there are different body types from and most of that is motivated by genetics and so you will not be a as they call it a coke bottle shape if that doesn't run in your family you may not be genetically disposed to be 102 pounds if that doesn't run in your family and so we put this thing this idea of saying that unless you follow a certain program and mold and look then certain people feel entitled to shame you gotcha. if you don't look a certain way. Gotcha. So the key is, which I think Beverly and I both agree, is that overall good health is important, that we all have different body types or physiques, but with our different body types and physiques, we can still seek to be in the best health mentally physically and spiritually is that correct absolutely my concern when i meet with a, a prospective client is your quality of life where you have to sit down and have a honest conversation with yourself to say that given where you are right now what is your quality of life like are you at a point where you're becoming pre-diabetic are you at a point where the doctor is suggesting that you have high blood pressure medicine? Because when we speak about breaking generational curses in our families, that is what you, that is what that's what a generational curse looks like. When you decide that I'm going to take my health, make it a priority, and I'm going to get my checkups, I'm going to live a healthy lifestyle. Because when you see it, start doing it. Others in your family will emulate it. And so when we say, for me, 
I never advocate for a client to reach a certain number or to look like me. I want all of my clients to be the best version of themselves. In other words, achieve balance. Yes. And if you don't mind, let me put a point here. You know, Beverly spoke of her motivation in terms of trying to be at her best healthy point. And I know for me, one of the things that I always tried to lean away from was being a healthcare professional, preaching what good health should be for someone else, and yet not trying my best to look the part, to do the part, or to live the part. So we don't ever know who's watching or who's listening, but I can say with 100% confidence that if you're not trying to live your best life, people listen to 10% of what you say, but they watch 90% of what you do. And I notice even when I go to the grocery store, now for me, I love vegetables, fruits, you know, things like that. I'm not a heavy meat, you know, lover, but I love meat. I love a variety of foods. But at the same time, you know, occasionally I like sweets, but I don't incorporate them into my diet on an everyday basis. So would you really speak to us also, particularly for our women, about the importance of a balanced, healthy diet with occasional sweets, but understanding that as we get older, if we don't make some changes, these bad habits can really be detrimental to our health. Absolutely, and we always assume, well, I'll go with this. As the little phrase goes, you cannot out-train a bad diet. You can't out-exercise it. You can't out-run it. You can't out-aerobics um, it. Your decisions that you make in the kitchen will influence everything else. And what I have learned over the years is that so many times we just assume that if I'm having a bad meal, then I will just go exercise. And so that becomes your entry point into how you view fitness. You will associate it with a punishment. However, when I sit down with a client and go, let's talk about your meals. And you walk me through what you do all day then that becomes very eye-opening to my client for them to see that I can do better. And again, and it's not an indictment because you may not know uh, proper serving, portion controls. You may not realize what you're eating every day when you're constantly eating fast foods. So there is a space of education that I believe is also required in making a shift in understanding what a portion really looks like and not what a restaurant gives you. I totally agree. You know, there's one topic I really want to move into, and you notice a little hesitance in my voice because listeners, you remember in the first part of this podcast, I stated that there will be some uncomfortable um, issues that we will need to discuss in order for all of us to be where we are. But this is just my personal observation, I am noticing 
at my age that the, I'm trying to think of the best way to really say this. People don't seem in general, not all to, what's a good way to say this? Um, They don't seem to have a healthy boundary of what they think is obesity. Would that would that be a better way to say that, Beverly? I that is a very multi layered topic, and I will say because on one hand, I've noticed so many people become so indifferent about their health where I've met so many people that now have the mantra, you have to dive something, so what does it matter? Mm-hmm. And so I've seen so many people that just choose to say, well, you know what, I don't really care what I look like. It doesn't matter to me. You're going to die from something, so I might as well die and be happy and, and not change. Wow. And so you have those in that camp. And you have others also that I will say to a degree, if they're in that phase of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, that yes, I may be in the space of becoming obese. Yes, I may be 30 pounds heavier from the pandemic, the pandemic pounds. However, I don't have any physical repercussions from it yet. So again, it can't be that bad. My my friends say I look great. My, My boyfriend or my boo doesn't have a problem with it. So no one seems to have a problem with it. So what does it matter? Well, if the doctor gives you a diagnosis of prediabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, it should matter. And that is usually when I can tell when someone has gone to the doctor because I'll have someone contact me and there's this sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to get this weight off me. I got to do X, Y, Z. I need to lose weight like right now. And that is normally when I can tell that they've gone to the doctor because all of a sudden there's this newfound sense of dedication. There's this new, this newfound sense of urgency, but then maybe after 48 hours, it wears off. Mm. So what do you think it's going to take for people to, to really realize this. And, you know, I, I'd really love to tell you that Beverly is the only one that deals with this, but I deal with this also in the office as well. It is something that I will say out of all the trendsets, uh, trendsetting things that black women are accomplishing, I hate the fact that we are also leading in obesity, high blood pressure, prediabetes, um, heart issues, I hate that we are in that space also because I firmly believe that if you have been blessed with a purpose and an assignment, you have to be the best version of who you were created to be to run your race. And until we stop trying to dismiss it and and trying to give cute phrases for it, you have to have a come to Jesus moment with yourself and realize that the path that you're on, especially if the doctor has told you the health issues surrounding where you are, you owe it to yourself and everyone else that's dependent on you to take control of your health. 
That's powerful. Now, I would like to give a brief summary here, but I also would like to leave our audience with a thought. And then I would like uh, Miss Beverly to give us maybe a little recipe or something for the evening or where we can go uh, on her website in order to find some of the recipes, etc. But it's easy to look at the beginning of something to try to run the race and maybe end up somewhere in the middle. But at the end of this journey, let's say, God forbid, someone has to call an ambulance for you. Here is something that healthcare professionals are now having to go through, particularly first responders. God forbid the house catches fire. The ambulance comes and has to get you into the ambulance. And let's say one of the paramedics is a female, the other is a male, because maybe they're just stressed so thin or stretched so thin trying to go to other emergencies. And they get to your house and you're 300 pounds. And now they can't get you in the ambulance, but every minute counts. Do we really want to have that visual of life? And now your life is flashing before your eyes about everything you should have done, could have done, wished you had done. And now you've got the stress or the paramedics now have the stress of trying their very best to do everything that they can to save your life without killing themselves, trying to get you in the back of an ambulance. Those are some of the topics that we don't often talk about, but they're real. Nobody should have to come to your house and have to knock the frame of the front door out in order to get you out of the house. Because one thing about physics, and here's the basic, basic equation, force equals mass times acceleration. So can you imagine the mass of a 300 or 400 pound person moving at two miles an hour? That's 800 pounds of pressure. That's a lot of pressure on anyone's back, particularly first responders and healthcare professionals, because we are having these, these people leave this health field at a faster rate now post COVID. So the reality and the seriousness of what Ms. Beverly is talking to us about is number one, the motivation has to come from within. Ms. Beverly's here. Your, your healthcare professionals are here for you. Good health matters. High blood pressure, diabetes, and other health related conditions, as mentioned by Dr. Fauci, can contribute to a poor outcome should you ever get COVID. So don't delay start today. If those things don't motivate us, I really don't know what else will. So I'm going to end here and I'm going to give Miss Beverly the opportunity to give us some lasting and some final words. And it is always our hope that, that you take this, this message with love and, and, and with our concern. So Miss Beverly, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I will say in our journeys, we can tell you with, speci with specifics what your perfect vacation will look like. 
you can tell me what your favorite car is going to look like down to the interior, to the air freshener that you're going to put in it. You can tell me what your next birthday event's going to look like because you planned out every detail of the events of your life. But if I ask you to tell me what your goal is for your life, that is where people end up looking at me uh, dumbfounded because we've never thought about what is the calling on my life. And so we live our lives sometimes in these segments, believing that the emotions are one thing, my mental care is one thing, and exercise is one thing. But your whole life is interconnected. And when you start looking at your life as an entire pie, that everyone is depending on a slice of your pie, that should change your approach to everything. Because you were called for a season, you were called for a purpose. And if you don't have clarity of what you're supposed to do, you will take this gift of life for granted. I read this thing the other day that said procrastination is the assumption that God is going to give you another chance to get it right. Mm. And we, and when I say we, I include myself, I cannot run the risk of assuming I'm going to get another chance next year or even three months from now to operate in what I've been called in. And when you understand that you are called to be a leader, not just in the workplace and in your home, then you start realizing that your decisions impact everyone around you. And so because I see myself as having value and purpose, I treat myself accordingly and I make decisions accordingly. So I encourage everyone to change the lens of how you view your life, not just in moments but as a calling that you were designed to impact this world. There was a problem that existed in this world, and God created you because he knew you could solve it. And when you realize and start waking up every morning to know that you matter, your thoughts matter, and in order for all your things that you want to do to be achieved, you have to be in the best physical, mental, and emotional space possible for all of that to happen. Well, I have absolutely nothing else to say after that. So again, we would like to thank Ms. Beverly of Genesis Fitness. I would like her to tell our audience how we can reach out to her, what is the best contact, email, website, etc. And then we will end there. Well, thank you for having me today. I would love to remain in contact with you. For any recipes and blogs, be sure to check out my website, BeverlyKJohnson.com. If you are on Facebook, check out my page, Genesis Fitness, G-E-N-E-S-Y-S Fitness. And if you're on Instagram, check me out at BevKJohnson. So again, thank you for having me on Whispit. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. Well, I have definitely enjoyed having you as a guest. And so, my listening audience, until next time, this is WISPIT. WISPIT abbreviated stands for Women and Wisdom in Socially Powerful and Interesting Times. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at ARWISPIT. That is A-R-W-I-S-P-I-T. Thank you.